This podcast is now brought to you by Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. So let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And it's everything you need to make a podcast great in one place. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to this special edition episode of the Breaking the Barrier podcast. This is episode number 24. This podcast is sponsored by Generation You Can, the smarter energy nutrition that's powered by Superstarch, a slow-release complex carbohydrate that uniquely delivers steady, long-lasting energy to keep you fueled and feeling good. Visit generationyoucan.com.au and use the code BREAKINGTHEBARRIER for 15% off your first purchase. That's generationyoucan.com.au and use the code BREAKINGTHEBARRIER. Generation You Can, the best choice for steady energy. This podcast is also brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash breakingthebarrier. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. That's www.audibletrial.com forward slash breaking the barrier. My name is Max Mercury, although that's not my true name. Not the name I was using more than 100 years ago when I was a young and naive fort messenger in the United States Army. It's not the name I was given when I was connected to the mystical speed force by a dying shaman when he saw in me an instrument of honor and justice. Since then, I've had many names, but I'm Max Mercury now. Super speedster, able to be in Rome one minute and Chicago the next. Max Mercury, enigmatic and reclusive superhero a.k.a. Zen Master of the Mystical Speed Force, a.k.a. Max Crandall, Father to Helen, Mentor to Impulse. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Breaking the Barrier podcast, where I hope to inspire you to go above and beyond what you ever thought possible. My name is Andrew Lorenzo. Thanks so much for listening. Remember, you can find all things Breaking the Barrier on the website BreakingTheBarrierPodcast.com or on the Facebook page Breaking the Barrier Podcast or the Instagram page Breaking the Barrier Podcast. You can also head over to the website and check out the link to request to join the Facebook community group. So that's a place where the Breaking the Barrier members can post accomplishments, challenges, or anything really that they're going through, whether it be fitness, general life, career, whatever. Uh, We're there to listen. And above all, we're there to congratulate you when awesome stuff happens. So make sure you head on over there and click on the link to request to join. Of course, you can also contact me via Facebook and ask me for the link as well. So we've got a really awesome episode today. It's a little bit different from what I normally do. So it's going to be a bit of an insight into something that I'm currently working on, which helps my career, of course, because it is part of my career. Uh, It's a film called Impulse. So I've interviewed some of the cast members who are involved in the film and, and talked a little bit about not only their journey with this particular project, but also what it's like to move through life with a career that's very difficult to secure basically 
consistency in terms of employment. So um, it's it's really going to be a cool episode, and, and I'm really excited to share that with you. Before we get into that, of course, as always, I want to start out with a few shout-outs to some of the amazing members of the Breaking the Barrier community who are going above and beyond. So firstly, we've got Brendan. Brendan posted in the Facebook community group and had this to say, First time posting, so be gentle. <laughs> Ran my first ever 10K two weeks ago and managed to do it a whole three minutes faster today. I started the run with a 6.30 kilometer pace and I periodically dropped it to six minutes. By the 9K, I sprinted for my last kilometer. I don't know how some of you monsters maintain a four minute pace. <laughs> Brendan, I agree. That's a four minute pace is a toughie for a 10K and it's something that amazes me. But dude, congratulations. A three minute PB in less than, well, in two weeks, that's, that's huge. You should be really damn proud of that. So I'm really, really happy for you. And Brendan also did his first park run this weekend with a with a great time for his 5K. So congratulations, Brendan, there as well. Next, we have Dion. Dion had this to say in the Facebook community group. I ran my fastest half marathon to date this past Sunday. It makes me happy since my goal is a half every month as I train for two marathons this year. I know next month's half will be even more challenging, but for now, I'll savor this month's victory. Congratulations, Dion. Love when you have like a fastest time on those distances. And it's just, it's just, a, it's such a great feeling and it can bring out the motivation to keep going. And especially for the goal that you have, doing a half every month and training for two marathons, that's huge. I think that that's incredible. And to give yourself those goals and milestones to try to hit on your way to those bigger races, I think is a really smart strategy to help you keep moving forward. Because a lot of the times, well, I don't know, a lot of the times, but some of the times, at least when we're training for a big race, maybe halfway into the training cycle, say if you train for 12 to 16 weeks or something, halfway into the training cycle, it's really easy to get a little bit discouraged and bored. And oh, man, I've still got so long to go until the race. Like, I'm just ready and, and it's easy to sort of lose a bit of your motivation. So the more goals that you can set in the interim until those bigger goals, the better. So congratulations, Dion. That's awesome. And a special shout out to Shani this week. So Shani gets the Breaking the Barrier theme music because she had a 240 goal just like I do. So Shani is somebody that runs with me, of course. I've mentioned her many times on the podcast. This past weekend, she ran a half marathon. She gave herself a goal of 240 half marathon and set out to to see what she was made of. And she's come a really, really long way with her running in a really short time. So it's just an incredible goal. She had this to say. Thanks to everyone that believed in me and donated money to the cause. Without that in the back of my head, I may have slowed down. But I set a goal and went out and got it wanted two hours 40 minutes or better and i finished with two hours 30 minutes and 22 seconds six months ago i couldn't run past 100 meters but thanks to WinFit running and fitness group and windham bell park run for helping me push through and reaching distances i never thought i could ever attempt or even achieve hashtag WinFit for life hashtag breaking the barrier incredible that's so cool you came in like 10 minutes faster than you wanted and i from what i know of the race i, I think it was a loop course so 
loop courses are like really mentally challenging as well as physically challenging. So I'm so excited for you. Totally cool. Yes. I was just, yeah, I can't explain to you guys how excited I am. That, that was really cool because Shani was talking, had been talking about this and, and she's, you know, giving herself some ambitious sort of goals every month. Uh, I think at the moment she's trying to run at least one 10K every month. And of course she has this half coming and, or well, this half that's already been and gone now. And yeah, it just shows you that when you set yourself a goal and you just buckle down and stay true to the path that you've chosen to walk or well run, you can achieve what you want to achieve. And sometimes you can achieve it in a way that you never thought possible. So congratulations to everybody out there in the Breaking the Barrier community who are going above and beyond. Really, really excited for you. So now we're going to get into the interview that I had with the cast of Impulse. So for those of you who know me, I am, of course, an actor. Now, of course, I've mentioned that as well on the podcast. And currently, I'm working on a film called Impulse. Impulse tells the story of Bart Allen. Now, Bart Allen is the grandson of, you guessed it, Barry Allen, a.k.a. The Flash. So the film is a DC Universe film, and the script is amazing, the director's awesome, the cast members are on point, and I'm really, really excited to see where this thing goes. We've just, we've, we've done a few read-throughs, and we've done a, a few scouting out different locations, and just the, the, the cinematographer who's doing the, the film is just awesome. We're going to have a, well, I, I won't get too much into it. Anyway, so this interview that I had with the cast members of Impulse, we talk about those moments that maybe sometimes we have to push through, especially if we're in careers that are a little bit less traditional and a little bit harder to stay consistent with. We also talk about the different fun things that we encounter along the way. So even though that we are in a challenging field, we still have fun and we still find the positives in everything that we do. So... I really hope that you enjoy this interview with the cast of Impulse. Okay, so as you heard in that intro, I'm here with the cast of the film that I'm currently working on, Impulse, and I thought it would be an awesome thing to get some of the cast members on and chat a little bit about what they're doing on the on the film, what it's been like um, to work as actors, you know, coming up in this kind of tough industry, and without giving too much of the script away... There are points where we actually talk about breaking barriers, so it kind of fits that we're all here. So obviously you guys all know me. My name is Andrew. Obviously, I play the character Max Crandall, a.k.a. Max Mercury. So I'm going to go down the cast, and they're going to introduce themselves and, and what they do in the film. And we'll start with the young lad. Hi, my name is Brendan, and I'm playing Bart Allen, a.k.a. Impulse. Hey, hello. Uh, my name's Hayden Simmons. Uh, I'm playing Inertia, also known as Thaddeus Thorne the Second. I'm Jordy, Jordan Pring. I'm not playing anyone. I'm the director of the film. So there you go. We have the the director here. He's he's um he's actually filming this podcast, so you'll actually be able to see what 
what we're all doing and <laughs> and if somebody yells cut you're gonna know why so <laughs> so we just actually had the first sort of full read through we've had read through before but today we actually had the almost full cast with us so we're down a few members at the moment but it was really really a cool thing reading through we had some promo shots that we took we, some of us had some costumes that we were trying on which was really exciting so what 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 have, what have your um, experience has been so far with with learning the script with getting excited about the project uh, brief for all whoever wants to speak yeah it's been um first ever feature length film mm. um well it's not quite it's hour 10 i would say um so it's close to um there's a lot of lines <laughs> there's so many lines like i think out of all like the 61 pages there's like three i don't have one on yeah so that's like just the sheer volume is kind of been a challenge for me not necessarily determining the way i'm gonna go about it just yet you know like, I find that whenever I tell somebody that I'm an actor, me personally, the first thing they say is, how do you memorize those lines? Yeah. So yeah. for everybody at home, Brendan, how do you memorize those lines? Oh, great question, Andrew. I uh, haven't heard it before. <laughs> um, uh, basically, it's just rote learning for me. has been kind of the best way I've learned it. Going like a scene, if anything, at a time, getting rereading it over and over again. And then when I'll start... The next scene, start learning that, I'll jump back to the previous scene and see if I remember it. Yeah. And then just kind of build and make it just bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. Um, as I go on from there. I think it's also really cool that you can like, you get these apps now where you can put in like your lines mm. and then um, you can put in like other people's lines and then you can just listen to yourself over and, uh. then, and then you can redo just their lines and then you can speak and then you'll speak, uh, yourself will speak back to you. That's actually a really great point because I actually, I use things like that when I'm doing like a self-test. If yeah. somebody sends me a project that they need me to test for like yesterday and I don't have any time to learn the script, yeah. I just put it up on that and it's like, this is a great way yeah. because it, it just flows through. It's like, all right, I didn't have to do any work. I'm just like going for it. You just get yourself to do it really. Yeah. <laughs> when I had the audition for this, I didn't know about that. So I had my <laughs> script up on the laptop. And I was looking at the script while it was recording me. And I was like, you can see my hand if you look at it, just kind of slyly nice. scrolling down and just trying to get to the rest of the lines. <laughs> I'm almost positive that I was actually holding my script for this audition. Yeah, I'm pretty, yeah, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Because yeah, yeah. they don't mind that in, in, in the States. They don't mind okay. that. Yeah, you, they actually teach courses on um, how to do a cold read in an audition room while holding a script. It's interesting. Oh. I haven't perfected it because I was looking at my script the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I had um I had a friend um back in Sydney, um, Isaac Love, and he was reading uh Bart's lines to me and I was mm. just going on with, with mine and just trying to memorize everything, like five minutes worth of dialogue. Yeah, well your audition was just yeah. sick because we all I don't know if you know this, but we I all watched it. Yeah. Yeah, I heard. How did you how did you prepare for that? Um I had actually so I got the script um and I said to to Geordie, I was like, I'm gonna have to do it on the weekend. I was like, you'll get it on the weekend. Hopefully, that's okay. And he's like, yeah, all good. And then for like two nights beforehand, I'm just like reading it constantly, um, and then going to sleep, waking up, rereading it, and then on Saturday, um, helped him with a few tests, and then I did mine, and I had to read it for like probably 20 minutes beforehand, mm -hmm. and then you know you have those those um, those auditions where you do it for ages i was there for probably yeah. like half an hour an hour just going, we need to do it again i didn't get it right do it yeah. again do it again 
And then finally, I felt like I got the right one, sent it through, and here we are. Yeah. In lumps, love it. Yeah. Uh, well, that's actually that raises a really good point because, especially in our industry, there are those challenges where you sometimes you go through periods of time where you just never feel like you're doing it right. Yeah. Because I mean, I, I I know I can speak for myself, probably you guys as well, that you you can go to those points in time where you go to audition after audition after audition and not getting something. Yeah. Um, at all. At all. You just don't feel it or you just don't get the call, even if you felt great about it. Yeah. How do you guys, for you personally, and, and Jordy, weigh in on this as well, because behind the scenes, there are got to be moments when you're not feeling what you're doing. Like, man, this project is never going to come together. How do you guys pull through? How do you just keep going and going and going, even though sometimes it's just a lot of negativity? I think it's the same in any industry, no matter where you go to. No one's got... A perfect kind of well, that's generalized. Not everyone has the perfect way into something, and most people struggle with everything, whether it's like being an engineer, lawyer, or even an actor. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is just to remember why it is you're doing it in the first place, mm. and then to also, I guess, just rationalize to yourself that these people are getting so many applications. Yeah, it's and sometimes it's not even about how poorly you went. It's you. It could just be simply down to just the way you look and they need a certain look mm, or something yeah. like that or that vision of something in your head, yeah. which I can respect going like, oh, like I don't want to be a part of something where yeah. someone's going to feel, oh, this doesn't feel this right for this wanted. person. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you could do a great audition. I mean, there have been times where I felt like I've done an awesome audition mm. um, and not got the call back because, yeah, I just wasn't, I didn't fit what they mm. were looking yeah. for. And that's... That's sometimes sometimes that can be hard, but at the same time you just gotta yeah, like Brennan said, you just gotta kinda remember why you're doing it, what you're doing it for, um, and, and just try and push through. It can be hard, yeah, hundred percent. And it's also I think it's also harder when you don't have um people supporting you as well. Yeah. Like absolutely. I mean, everybody, oh mum and dad, just get a normal job. Just work yeah. nine to five, get a regular yeah. job, you know, or um or, or mates and stuff like that that tell you the same stuff but you know you do get the people that do support you but when it comes down to the bare minimum don't worry about anyone else I think it's more worrying on yourself look at yourself and go look this is something that I really want to do yeah. this is what I look at and go this is what I'm striving for this is where I want to be in the next year this is where I want to be you know um if you get the next film, this is where I, what I want to do with it. This is what I want to yeah. be in it. And then going from there and working your way to the next thing. Mm. Just, just you got to, as hard as sometimes um, those, as hard as the times can be sometimes, it's, yeah, you just got to work through those, those mini struggles and get to the next one. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, I think, like, the hardest thing about this project in particular was probably the casting. Yeah. Um, because we had people, like, we had a lot of, I think it was, like, 130 applicants or something. Oh, wow. And I didn't think there was going to be that many. Because yeah. I tried this back in 2016, and it was only 40 applicants. I was like, yeah, it'll probably just be the same amount. It's, like, three times as many. So, um, yeah, it was definitely hard sorting through and, like, trying not to be harsh. I think that was the main thing. Yeah. Because I was trying to, because, like, I have a small acting background. I know what it's like auditioning and applying for stuff. Mm. So I tried to be sensitive towards that, but at the same time I had to save time and try and get it done as quickly as possible. Um, but that, that, that's a new experience for me because I've never 
outsourced actors to this scale. Mm. I've only ever done like one, maybe two, but this one, the entire cast yeah. is completely new people. Yeah, so just, I don't know, a lot of the stuff really just has to do with making sure everything is going well and you're catering to everyone and trying not to piss off your actors. <laughs> because... It's very easy with Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> yeah. That's a joke. What did you look for when you is were it? casting us? Well, the first thing I did, this is going to sound extremely harsh, but um, I think I mentioned it to you guys. The first thing I did was I scrolled through. Anyone I didn't think looked the part, I just pressed unsuccessful. Yeah. Because when you're adapting something, I think, if nothing else, the look has to be yeah. good. Yeah. Um, so I got all the people that I was like, I could see them playing the role. Click shortlist. If I couldn't, unsuccessful. And then I went through again. And went through. That's when I went through their profiles. And... Uh, when I went through the profiles, I sifted through more people that I didn't think really fit the role or didn't really have the passion for it. And, I mean, it seems like it paid off because everyone here is really passionate about the project and the characters. And, yeah, I think it's definitely worth that. Um, but, again, it was just adjusting to how harsh I had to be to get the results I wanted. So did you look at more, like, um, for example, like we had to give little, like, short description biography kind of stuff attached to our applications yeah did you look at that more or did you look yeah, at like I, I looked at that then the photos and then if you had a video i looked at that mm-hmm. um essentially just scrolled down had a look at whatever i could find yeah, yeah right. um and yeah all of you guys says something along the lines of like oh, i really want to do this sounds really cool definitely interested in reading the script and it was like different variants of that um but yeah no so it definitely i don't know i think the hardest challenge with directing, at least what I've found, is like I said, just making sure everything's going right. Because mm. I don't have a producer either. Like Technically I do. I have people that are contr- contributing a little bit like money-wise, but... He's got people. <laughs> got people. Regular <laughs> Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I have no like person that stands next to me and just says, mm. oh yeah, what about this? What about that? Um, I think that's probably the hardest thing, and yeah. that's something I'm definitely going to take on to the next project. Is you need a second right hand man, you definitely need one, something like that. Um, yeah, like even just buying the costumes. Yeah, like I had to wait till everyone was cast so I could get the measurements, and then I had to order it, make sure everything was right, and then I've had a bit of a stuff up with um, Brendan's costume. You just, it's just, yeah, it's just a lot of stuff that mm. I wasn't really expecting because it's my first full. It's it's definitely my first feature length, and it's my first like official project. Yeah. So it's just it's just more hard adjusting to everything and getting through it. I don't know. It's like with this especially, it's more I know what I want the end result to be. Yeah. So I know what I'm actually doing it for. If I if it wasn't that, I feel like I would have lost motivation. But mm. when I, every time I think about okay, this is literally my favorite superhero. Got a good cast. If the costumes go well, they look great. And yeah, that's just pushing me through. Yeah, and that's it. You got to keep your eye on that, uh, that end goal, that why. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. And you know, even even just to touch on something that we were speaking about earlier. Um, you know, a lot of the times when when people are in these positions or when they're going for these roles, it's all stuff that's out of their own. Hand. It's out of their hands. And just because you're not successful at something doesn't mean necessarily that you did a bad job. It just yeah. means, you know, it's. Something wasn't working for the director. It could, yeah, like you guys were saying, your look. You might have read it like Meryl Streep, but if if something wasn't gelling, and with you know with Jordy as the director, you know 
that's that's a hard thing the director has to do is look at a uh, hundred applicants or two hundred applicants or however many and just cut out people that don't look the role. That's got that's that's challenging for anybody, um, and it can make you feel like a little bit. I think what did you say before? Uh, it sounds bad or it sounds wrong or something, but it's just like it's what you got to do, and it's no reflection on those people, and it's no reflection on any of us that try to do something and it doesn't work. It's just there are outside factors that that unfortunately they have to take precedent. It doesn't mean that we're not good. It just means that it, it's not right right now. Yeah, you know, it might be right later. So now you guys all touched on something really interesting: the whys. So why why do you guys do what you do? What what's your why? I hate answering this because it makes me sound super pretentious. It happens. <laughs> uh, but um, the reason I like acting so much is well, one, it's just an awesome job to be in, like just mm. overarchingly. Um, but like the main reason is because I want to be able to cram as much experiences as I can get in my life, and I feel like in when you're acting. That's the whole point is you're taking on different perspectives, you're taking on different personalities, mm. different characters, seeing the world potentially differently through their eyes, changing yourself like so many actors have done. Um, and yeah, I guess look, to learn something from it, but most importantly, to be able to cram as many experiences in the funnest way. That's actually really awesome. That doesn't yeah. sound pretentious at all. That's actually really awesome. That's a cool why. Because mm. we only have that one life, but if you can put as much life into that one life. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Even through other people's lives. Squared. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, no, I mean, 100%. You can, you know, you look at Johnny Depp, um, who goes from Pirates of the Caribbean to Alice in Wonderland. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You can, you can just be anything. You can do what, that's something that's I've always looked at and gone, that would be so much fun. Just being able to be, yeah, someone different. Being able to, be yourself within another character. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's just being able to, um, yeah, just to live differently, like you said, in other people's eyes and other perspectives. And, um, but within that, you bring your own, you bring yourself into it. Um, uh, I think Johnny Depp said, um, if you don't bring a little bit of yourself into acting, it's lying. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I, th- I think it's, um, yeah, I think it's so much fun. And, and my brother's a big one. My brother's a big one. Um, you know, especially like I was saying before, you know, you have your parents and stuff that say, oh, just get a just get a normal job and you know, they support you here and there and they just like they share your stuff on Facebook or yeah. whatever it might be to try and help you get your, your word out or whatnot. But um you know, I think it's cool because, you know, this is something that I really wanna do. Um, I haven't been doing it for too long, but at the same time, you know, if I can do it and I can kinda get rid of um the background noise of people telling me, No, no, nah, don't do it yeah um then you know he's a lot younger and he can kind of see it doesn't matter who tells you no whether it would be me Mm. or parents or friends even if it was best friends that have been with you since you you were four let's do it if you really want to do it put your mind to it get motivated get it done yeah exactly and not everybody's going to understand the journey that you're on and that's okay as long as you understand the journey yeah exactly Uh, well why do you do it why do i do it (sighs) What's well, why? it's it's kind of similar in the sense that, and this is really going to sound bad, but for me, acting is kind of like, it's like you're playing God. It's like you're, and I know that that seems really kind of, what? But it's like you're, you're bringing life to these characters and you're creating something that had nothing. It was just, I mean, the lines on the paper, 
which are great lines for the script, by the way. Yeah, um, but when you actually bring life to that and you create it and you kind of like what you guys are saying, you live these lives through different eyes. It, it's, it's like you can be anything you want. Yeah. And I mean, for me, ever since I've been a kid, I've always been a dreamer of being, you know, the superhero or the swashbuckler or the archaeologist or the secret agent. So with acting, I've been acting since I was, you know, 13, 14, 15 years old. It's like you can be that and it's like the normal thing and you can be the archaeologist without having to go to six years of university. (laughs) You you could be the secret agent without having to risk dying. It's like you can have fun with this stuff and it's just... I think as actors, we get to play make-believe yeah. for so much longer than anybody else does. And we don't have to lose that mentality because when we're kids and playing make-believe, so much fun. Yeah. So much fun. I mean, you you tell you tell a kid that a fort is like a bunch of pillows and a blanket yeah. is a fortress, they'll believe it. Yeah, yeah 100%. Know? And it's it's that kind of mentality that's really fun. I've not grown up. <laughs> <laughs> that's why there was four in the back. Yeah, okay. pretty much. <laughs> I've got toys all over my house. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I think something as well, um, what we were talking about before this as well, was really cool. I mean, my, like our characters haven't been seen before yeah. that I know of. Mm. So, you know, I think it's also being able to bring your own sort of sense towards the character and being able to give... Um, your own perspective towards this character yeah. especially you don't have anything to go off other than comics um, and like stuff off the internet that's it and it's like you get to bring that originality yeah I had a bit of competition in my one though yeah <laughs> Jordy can yeah well Jordy uh, if he wants to t- 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 tell us that story <laughs> tell Jordy. story tell, tell us the story <laughs> just why not let it go no. alright well you keep telling him that you wish you could have the other <laughs> All right, so essentially, when I was first casting this film, I reached out to Carl, I think it's Galner, 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 yeah, Carl Galner's agency, um, and I was talking to them, and um, he, from what they told me, and what the conversations were, he was interested in being in this as like a small role. Now, who is he? Uh, who, who he is played he? Impulse in Smallville. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so I was like... It'd be really cool to have him because it's the only live action impulses. To be fair, when he was telling me this, he didn't tell me it was going to be a small role. Yeah. He told me it was going <laughs> to be said, impulse. He said, "I want, you, I wanted him instead of you." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, yeah, because in the original script, uh, Barry Allen, the Flash, he appeared as a little cameo, and I wanted to get him because I thought that'd be extremely cool, and it'd set this film apart from any, any other fan film for sure. But. Um, yeah, didn't have the funds. No. Got stuck with Brandon. And oh, shit. <laughs> Whoa. Sounds dark. Cheap version. Yes, yes. Did Walmart. Carl Gellner. Right there. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Too late to go now, is that? Yeah. Wow. Um, you, you, you look cut. the part. <laughs> you look the part. That's right. You do. Now, I will actually say, though, a lot of you guys, especially you three, like the second I started watching your video is when I was like, yeah, I want them. Like, I don't know, the main, like, example I can think of is Andrew's audition. Um, I don't know, I don't know what it was. Just the chisel jaw. Yeah. Straight out of the It was just a combination of just the look and the way he delivered the lines. I was just like, yes. 
Just straight up. He's got a really polished Thank American you. accent. He does. <laughs> yeah, I've been working on it. Yeah. <laughs> 34 I years. think classes helped. Yeah, yeah. I took, I took a couple courses. Funny story about that. Um, I was taking an acting uh, course in L.A. Um, and it was a course that a bunch, you know, mostly made up of international uh, students, international from you know, the United States. So I, I think I was the only American in the course. And we had a U.S. dialect coach come because he was going to coach everybody on U.S. dialects because most of the people were either Australian or British. I think we had somebody from um, uh, somewhere far away. <laughs> can't, I can't think of... Uh, matter. I can't think of it. Anyway, uh, so, you know, we all got together and, you know, we just had a chat and we were like, how funny it would be if... if I, you know, just pretend that I'm not from America and just do like a monologue or something for this guy and see if he can critique my American accent. And because we were just like, no way, no way can he critique my American accent. So one of the girls did something and she's Australian, this girl Rex, and she did a great American accent. And the guy actually barely critiqued it. It was that good. Now, this is a professional mm, right. in the in Hollywood, right. you know, dialect coach. It came time for me to do my monologue, and I did it, and he critiqued it more than anybody else's <laughs> accent. Like, he actually, he basically told me that my American accent was not that good. <laughs> like, and what was specifically wrong with it? Like, he, he needed me to be more forward and have my vowels a little bit more um, open, like what we were talking yeah, about before. Open, like, yeah. you know, that really, that really... Uh, Open your mouth. Open jaguar. your mouth and my really talk like this. Jaguar. Yeah, my father owns a jaguar, and I was like, I remember being so heartbroken. I was like, <laughs> I'm the only American here, and I can't even do that right. I had one job. Anyway, one accent. That's what uh, you heard. Can't even do it. <laughs> so there you go. Um, so, what do you think some of the biggest challenges are going to be? Moving forward, filming, getting everything done, getting it out there. Fitting into my suit. Fitting into <laughs> Yeah. So basically we had some costume trials today and uh, young Bart, young Brendan, he, yeah, he, he's going to need to be sewn into that thing. Oh. <laughs> women's pants, women's gloves, <laughs> oversized jumper. <laughs> Looks better than it sounds. It does. I don't really see many challenges as long as we're all like on top of everything. Mm. I think that's the main thing. Because uh, in my past projects, uh, maybe not the last one I did, like the Infinity Man one I did, that was just yeah. a joke. But we were we took it pretty seriously. No, that's good. Um, but in past projects, the main thing that's been a setback is like not rehearsing, not knowing what we're doing, and all that sort of stuff. And this time, you know, I've made a shot list. I'm doing a schedule. We've rehearsed twice now. I think. Um, we've met up a few times before it's just we're a lot more organized with this one so at least compared to my other projects this mm. is going to be a breeze honestly. nice I want to know why you looked directly at me when you said not knowing what we're doing I, I didn't mean that <laughs> Freudian slip of the eye Freudian <laughs> slip of the eye I like it I did not mean that I'm sorry he's lying to me he's <laughs> he's that is a word of truth now oh, I feel man. awkward looking at anyone just keep looking down. Look, look down at your. It's also watch. two out of three of us. I'm gonna see where he's gonna get Hayden. Yeah, he's gonna. He's gonna. Yeah. Uh, any other challenges you guys see coming up at all? Or? Oh, I guess scheduling everything. I yeah. guess around um, every other commitments or Hayden. The I think it's. I think it's more. Yeah, scheduling for 
the like for everybody else. Yeah, well, Hay- Hayden, where where are you from? Tell everybody. Uh, I'm from uh the western suburbs in Sydney. There you go. So um, he 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 came down here or over here or up here, where the hell we are? Yeah. Down down here. It's just just for today. Just yeah. For today. So I come down to rehearse and um meet everyone, which is cool because I mean everyone can be all homie. So I got to catch up on that. I get to catch up on everybody else. Uh, but no, I mean it's good to meet everyone. Um, go through the script uh, and get the final script that I can go home and work on Um, and then um, yeah just had a run through today and then come back down and get stuck into it nice yeah I'll be down for three weeks and that's the I think um, you know I'll I'll miss stuff at home for three weeks whether it's mates and mum and dad and stuff and that's that's cool I mean, that happens. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. That happens. I'm off being a movie star. You know what that's, I mean? that's, that's what happens. But I mean, at the same time, you know, I'll have a good group of people that I'm working with. Where? Um, Somewhere. Not us. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I'll have, a good, I'll have a good group of people. Mm. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm going to work around you guys and where you need to, to do your stuff and then get back home and get whatever else I need to get done. Nice. But, whatever. Another challenge for me has been trying to talk really quickly. Because yeah. that's the yeah. kind of because um he's a very cocky I guess quick witted and impulsive character. Oh, I see yes. what you did um, there. Credits. <laughs> um, so I constantly trip up on my lines because I'm trying to say them really quickly, but also yeah. trying to add enough inflection that mm. it has emotion yeah. through it. That's probably the most difficult thing. Yeah, well, I think that yeah, I think that a lot of us probably have that problem because especially when we're learning a script. A script is so new. It's like. Yeah. <laughs> For me personally, I know that I have to have a certain process. I have to analyze the script. I have to, you know, just say the words out loud. And I don't necessarily put any feeling behind it. Mm. I just cold read it like really monotone just to get. But I know that I should do that. But really, every time I read it, I just want to act the hell out of it. And I hate saying that word. I want to act it. But bring it to life. I just want to bring it to life. Yeah. Yeah. And so, especially when I don't really know the script too well. Oh, there we go. So not prepared. That's why I gave you the look. That's there you go. Uh, <laughs> I just, I I just realized that. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> I was whatever, guys. <laughs> so yeah, all right. Interesting. Okay. Um, well, it sounded great today. Yeah, yeah I thought it sounded so good. Yeah. yeah, it was really, really exciting to get everybody kind of in the room. I mean, again, we were down a couple of cast members, but and it was also the ideas. That yeah. were flicking off everybody. Yeah. Jordy gave us a lot of creative freedom to like ad lib, throw stuff mm. in whenever we wanted. Which I think Cheeky is lines. Mm. Cheeky one line. Cheeky yeah. Stuff. yeah. Cheeky slaps. Yeah. What kind of what? Cheeky slaps. Oh. Cheeky slaps. It makes sense when you watch the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's right. And you all will. <laughs> um, I think my favorite one that I actually kind of want to put it in was when Andrew was like, you're out of your depth, you little bitch. Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that was, that was fun. <laughs> that's how I ad lib everybody. That's a, bit of, that's a bit of Johnny Depp mentality of putting a little bit of yourself into it. <laughs> that is it. <laughs> oh no, yeah, that was fun. That was fun for the whole... That's a family film. Yeah. Um, Hayden's all up for getting slapped, which I think is just very brave. Yeah. There you go. uh, Everybody's really opening themselves up and putting themselves out there, which is really exciting. What was it like to see your script kind of come alive today? That was... I mean, obviously, it's still in the infancy, but... Yeah. Yeah, what was it like? That was really good because... 
I think I wrote the first pass of the script before I even cast anyone. Mm. And then I was like, it's not that great. I'll keep a few scenes that I like. And I'll use those as the audition scenes and I'll rewrite it. Um, so I was still writing it after everyone had been cast because I remember, one, I think it was Andrew or Brendan said, oh, can you send me the full script? I'm like, yeah. I was like, yeah, I'll send it tomorrow. Didn't no, he didn't reply. What? Oh, didn't reply. That's a lie. I got scenes on. Yeah. Like a shady guy. <laughs> no, but I, I just really wanted to make it as good as I could. Because I even changed the ending after I'd given everyone the full script. Mm. Don't say what it is. I won't. No, spoilers. <laughs> no, spoilers. But, like, I don't know, I just, because, like I said, it is literally my favourite superhero, and my first feature-length, somewhat feature-length movie, just, oh, I don't know. That's so adorable. I just wanted to make it as good as I could, and uh, I've rewritten the script like three times now, but I think we've got a solid one. Yeah, nice, and, and no pressure, oh, young yeah. Bart. <laughs> no, no, no. Favourite hero. <laughs> yeah, favourite hero. Go I wanted the actual guy who got it on the CW, but... <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. If you blow me away throughout the whole thing, you can have a suit. I'm keeping Whoa. it out of the way. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm keeping it out of the way. <laughs> I'm walking off set on the last day without. Yeah. I'll be on the tram or the train. <laughs> this, this is all of our ch- inner child, inner children's, inner children <laughs> coming out. We all want to keep our costumes. 100 percent. Oh yeah. 100%. I mean, totally. I'm very excited. Mm. I really want to keep it. What do you actually think of your costume? Was this the only one that's actually finished? What? I love it. I, I, I think it's very much like it's, uh, you know, it's, I think Max Mercury specifically, his costume it would be very hard to translate what it looks like mm. in the comics yeah. to the film without it looking stupid. Yeah. Like, Travolta said like, it Yeah, like kind of combination with him and Dracula. Mm. Well, actually... <laughs> The mask is a prime example of that. But, but this, see, that's funny because we're going to, we're, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, I'm not going to say what we're going to do with the mask, but, um, you just have to watch. You just have to watch. But yeah, I love my costume because it, it, it kind of, it, it's a good nod to the original and in the fact of, of course, the colors and everything, whilst it still makes it look like, okay, if this guy was in, in real life being a superhero, I, I can see that this would be what he's wearing. Yeah, it's it's simple. Like, it's yeah. effective. Yeah, it's 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 elegant, and it's if I watch something on the CW, you know, the the Flash TV series, and I look at this costume, I'm like, yeah, this this would this to me would fit in with what they're doing as well. Yeah, yeah. And it's not cheesy. It's not corny. It looks good. And yeah, yeah. That was really all I was going for, honestly. Yeah. I just wanted to make all the costumes be able to fit into a show like that. Just, it looks good. Um, yeah, I don't know if it's a spoiler or anything, but mine, so far, the um, it's got like, a lot of belts on it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did that, yeah. I did that with reason, yeah. <laughs> because um, his original costume, he has belts to hold his yeah. boots and gloves. Yeah. Oh, there you go. So I just thought, I'm not going to do that, but might as well have a little easy yeah. just have a belt yeah. strap on his thigh for no reason. Seems like Vines is some kinky stuff, though, outside of it. Like, <laughs> the suit's reusable. Well, he is quick. <laughs> <laughs> quick at multiple things. Indeed. <laughs> There's no sex scene, don't stress. <laughs> no, it's a family film. It's a family, yeah, family film. film. Uh, so... <laughs> Except for Max's one-liner. <laughs> Except for Max's one-liner, you little bitch. <laughs> All right, so, Brendan. Yes. What would you attempt if you knew you could not fail? Oh, <laughs> how big are we going within the compounds? Anything. So of I'll give you a little bit of a, con- a little bit of context to this. So if you guys haven't, uh, I know 
Brendan, you've started listening to the podcast. I don't know if you're up to this episode yet, but basically there was an episode that I spoke about the fear of failure and, you know, having that mentality of what would you attempt really if you could not fail? And I had a good response from it. And so I actually made a complete episode. The first listener episode was asking my listeners what they would attempt if they knew they could not fail. And those answers could be abstract, realistic, anything could be within fitness, acting, anything. You know, I I had one guy say he wanted to be an astronaut. I had a, you know, I had someone say they wanted to fly, you know, like Superman fly. So anything, anything. Well, super speed for one. That's just (laughs) check it off the list. Two, I've been a big time actor, I'd say. Mm. Just being able to have that certainty there that knowing all the time that you're putting in is going to achieve something in the end. I guess it will help out a lot of the problems people will have starting off with anything. Yeah. Because that's probably the biggest thing is, well, not many people get it. Not like mm. so few, yeah, so few people that actually achieve these things that they want. So why am I even trying kind of thing? Yeah. I feel like that would be just a huge burden off of it. And um, But see, the interesting thing about that is that those odds are crazy. Yeah. But the odds are the same for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. So why not me? Or why not you, right? Yeah, I guess what it is, it's like, um, I guess a lot of that is just coming down to location where I'm at. You know, yeah. most of the people that make it tend to be America or Eng- like London or around those areas. Mm-hmm. I mean, people we've got down here are Jackman and Hensworth, you know. Those guys. Margaret Robbie. Yeah, mm-hmm. Margaret Robbie. There we go, yeah. Um, like, I think it's a lot harder to get spotted down here. Yeah. And like, I was talking about it with Hayden. Yeah, you've got to be established, I think. You've got to have like the logistics of just working in America. Like, we can't just go over there and start you know, doing what we want to do because yeah. we need to get like um, rights to work there and everything. It's and just like, a, it's like a card that pretty much just says you are an actor. That's what it is, yeah. isn't it? Where you can just walk over there. You know, they have an O one visa. I think yeah. it's basically for artists. Yeah. Um, just says you can do whatever you want over there. Yeah, so like just logistics and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, plus having to, I guess, balance those kinds of realities with having a backup, which I know isn't the best way to do it. And honestly, if I could do. 100% into this I would but mm. at the end of the day I also have like like a girlfriend and we're really serious and potentially might go on and I don't want like uncertainty with that yeah. um there's a lot of factors so if I could do something that I knew I would be 100% successful at successful at it would be acting cliche answer hey hey it's your own personal answer and super speed and super speed <laughs> um well I think uh in that Gary V uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, you heard? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Gary Van- Gary Vaynerchuk, he says, um, your plan A is your plan A. Fuck plan B. On yeah. the language. No, that's, um, that's what I always say. Um, so your so plan many. A is your plan A. Don't worry about it back up. If you decide to do that, that's your own thing. Um, but for me, my plan A is acting. That is something that I would love to be successful at. Mm. Cliche answer. Um, but my plan A is to work. While I'm working, that supports my acting, and the acting will, you know, eventually get further. Yeah. Uh, in terms of that, I that is not necessarily my answer. That is something that I would love, but at the same time, if I fail at that, that is because I did not try hard enough, and I did not motivate myself hard enough to get to that extent. Mm. That's not my answer. One thing I would like to be successful at, Heath Ledger, the man himself. Now... Just a documentary or a movie on him would be just 
unbelievable. Now, I mean, you're getting all those those movies at the moment, you know, where you have Prince and um, Elton John, and Elton yeah, John's yeah. coming out with yeah, yeah, um, yeah. uh, Taron Egerton and you know Freddie Mercury and stuff like that, and they are their stories of just people that are unreal, just great. Heath Ledger, how he died was was so sad, you know. Poetic in a way, I would say. Yeah, very. But I think, you know, when you look at him when he was a kid and he always had that camera in his hand, he was always filming stuff and um, and he was working his way around and then he got onto a couple shows over in Perth and then mm. decided to move with, this, with uh, I'm pretty sure he moved with a friend to Sydney. Yeah, yeah I remember um, I watched his act. He was such a great guy. Man. And then just so many different um, different aspects and then moving over and coming back and he, he really decided to pick his roles and then after uh, 10 things I had about you instead of being that, that pretty boy he wanted to, to be a bit more in depth Yeah. so he jumped on well, I can't remember what that film was with Halle Berry and Billy Bob Thornton um, I don't remember what it was but he jumped on that to get a little ball? bit yeah I think so yeah, yeah, yeah. Ball. so he jumped into that to be a little bit more of an in depth character yeah. but I think someone that would um, be able to um, just be able to to look at like we were talking about life through his eyes and kind of just be Heath love to do a movie or something like that on him and kind of I don't know to show the man who he was yeah loving dad loving husband amazing friend amazing friend Jake mm. Gyllenhaal I don't know I think he was just an amazing human and I have all the time in the world for that man but just to give something like that and be successful within that one role, that would be me. I can see that too. Yeah, the smile. He's got a smile. Yeah, I, I can see you playing. Yeah, yeah man. <laughs> yeah, we gotta <laughs> we, we gotta undye your hair though. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> his hair is blonde right now at the moment for the film. But yeah, man, I can definitely see that. Right, just like yeah, we gotta make that happen. Yeah. Any casting directors listening, contact me for his information. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. I mean, again, it's going to sound cliche and a bit unoriginal, but the only thing I can really see myself doing is directing or acting. Mm. That's pretty much it. Like, I actually mentioned this to a friend today, actually, because uh, last night I watched Final Destination 4. Yeah. <laughs> Those movies. Yeah, because um, I recently got the sets. I was like, I'll watch them. And I watched the fourth one, and there was this one shot that actually made me remember, like, that one shot made me want to do movies. Right. And it's a stupid shot. It's literally just him waking up from a nightmare. It's night time. I was like, how'd they do that? You know, it's not really night time. And, and it's just, that's just what sparked it. I yeah. started thinking, I started watching all the behind the scenes and, and I started doing all that shit. And yeah, but it really, that's really the only thing I can see myself doing, honestly. We'll see the all, all, all four of us, um, of all, I mean, the three of us. What's your. Yeah. Well, of course, What's your acting, you know, yeah. acting, I've, you know, and and I'm 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 lucky enough to be doing it, and I, I enjoy what I do. And my our answer on the podcast episode was to, in this in terms of fitness, was to run what's called the Barkley Marathons, yeah. okay. which is just a crazy trail run through this intense like area, like forest and mountains, and and it's like. Basically, it's equivalent to over a hundred miles, and you have to do it next amount of time, and only so many people get chosen to do it because finding out how to even enter yeah. 
you can't just enter it. You have to navigate like the dark web or something to find out how to enter this mar- uh, enter this race. And I thought that that would be really intensely um, just awesome thing to do. Yeah. Um, just that even if I fail, I mean, in in its however many years existence, uh, there have been like just a handful of people yeah. that have finished it out of the you know dozens and dozens and dozens of people who have run it. So it's an intense thing. If I steer away from that and, and talk about acting, if I knew that I could not fail, I would be in a movie with Harrison Ford and Christopher Reeve. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. dead, of course. You know, Christopher Reeve, my man. But that's... I'll settle for Harrison Ford. It's <laughs> <laughs> good enough. But if I couldn't fail, I would be in a movie somehow with both of them. Yeah. I'm going to then go back on my answer, seeing as we're talking about, I guess, prize roles that we'd like to have in movies. Kind of what you were saying, but my main, like, I've done it, is playing the Joker in the movie. Yeah, that's a different direction from your superhero. <laughs> this, <laughs> see, I think the thing with the Joker is there's so many different kind of avenues yeah. you can take with him. Yeah, you look at, like, Jack Nicholson, Who's you comic- Heath Ledger, Jared Leto. Yeah. Also you, have the com- you have the comical, and then you have, yeah, Mark Hamill. In some of the animated mm. series with the laugh and just... Mark Hamill's my favourite joke. It's crazy. Uh, Heath Ledger with the anarchy sort of sense. Yeah. And then Jared Leto was... Uh, Jared, the lunatic. He was just, yeah, he was kind of strange. He really, I mean, I think... Uh, I wish they had given him more time on the screen yeah. rather than just... Well, they took, they they took, took him off. Like, yeah, so he was not happy, man. Yeah. 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 I wouldn't be either. So he had more time in the music video than he did in the Yeah, and the time that he took preparing for that. Crazy. Yeah. But yeah, it's just... And then even looking back at the... Joker from like the old TV series of Adam yeah. West. Yeah, man. Like he's just he's goofy, but it's like the mustache. You, yeah, the but you just like face. believe he's the Joker because it's just you can play the role so yeah. many different ways. And then you have Jerome as well from from Gotham. Uh, he's, he's oh, my favorite. yeah, yes. I gotta watch that show. He's unreal. Ian Gallagher from Shameless, yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah right. super excited for Joaquin Phoenix as well. Yeah, Joaquin yeah, that's gonna be interesting. And, uh, he's actually. My favorite actor, so I'm very excited for that. Oh, Joaquin Phoenix, yeah. yeah. So, in her and stuff like that, he was great. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Good times. They're all good. Yeah. I think I think we'll, the four of us, you know, acting and directing is a big thing. At the same time, I guess it's how you push towards that next step. That's the, the uh, breaking barrier. The goals, yeah, breaking <laughs> the barrier of getting that. Look at that you guys. Next step and stuff, yeah. You're my you're my first guests that actually put that in there. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. I'm, I'm your biggest advertisement. You're right. <laughs> you I like you. You I always knew I liked you. I'm a young Bart, even though you're a wise guy. <laughs> so before we wrap up, um, do you guys have any like websites or social media accounts that you know people can go check out to see what you're up to or uh, have my personal Instagram, uh Brendan Spasovsky, good luck trying to spell that, S-P-A-S-O-V-S-K-I. I'll have that in the show notes so you can check it out. There we go. I'll have all have all the links in the show notes. Um, best place to probably see my work is my Star Now page. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Uh, mine is probably, yeah, my Star Now page, which is Hayden Simmons 1, I think. And uh, my Instagram is the Hayden Simmons. Yes. Oh, that's yes. original. That's original, yes. Um, my Instagram is Andrew Lorenzo Actor. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I noticed that. That made me laugh when I first saw it. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they're mine. So if you check that out. Um, 
don't know really. Just your well, YouTube. Yeah, that's pretty YouTube. much the only thing is YouTube. You just look up Geordie Pring, and there you go. All right. Yeah, I, I can give you a link to it. Yeah, well, I'll, you know, I'll have links to everything, and yeah. you know, as, as long as long as everybody's okay with their yeah, information being shared, I'll have links to everything in the show notes. So, guys, look, thank you so much for for chatting with me and, and talking about our journey and our journey ahead, and uh, real real pleasure talking to you about. Yeah. Thank you so much for having us. Thanks for having us. Thank you. All right, guys, Jordy, call cut. Cut. Well, I hope you enjoyed that interview with the cast of Impulse, some awesome insights into the world of what it is that we do and how we all move forward. So before I wrap up, I just want to remind everybody to please make sure that you subscribe and leave a review on iTunes so that we can make sure that we reach as many people with the podcast as possible. And more positive reviews is a great way to do that for the podcast. So I'd really appreciate that. And I wanted to get into a bit of an update about what I'm going through at the moment before Canberra, of course. So everything is fine. Everything is moving forward. I'm really positive about hitting Canberra and towing the line. I just ran a 16-mile run this morning. So I, I did it at 10 kilometers. It was like a it was like a warm-up. So the first six miles was a warm-up. And the second 16 kilometers, so 10 miles was a little bit quicker than my goal marathon pace. And, and it felt really good. It felt really strong. I had a bit of a niggle maybe the first few kilometers, but went away really quickly. So I'm, I'm in a positive frame of mind. One of the things that actually helped to re-motivate me this past weekend, I was volunteering through the Wyndham Vale Park Run, and I, I ran as a pacer. So I paced the 30-minute group in the 5K event, and it was a lot of fun. It was just a really cool thing to do to help others reach goals across an actual running event. So a friend of mine, Nick, who's actually also involved in park run quite regularly, was talking to me on the day and he, he just had some incredible insight. And he said to me, you know, you're not always going to be aiming for a PB at park run. And if you're not, why wouldn't you use that time to help others cross the line. So if you know that you can do park run in, you know, 20 to 25 minutes, go help the 30 minute runners cross the line with a PB. It's or the 35 minute runners with a PB and it, it just helped motivate me. It's like you, you think to yourself when you're running, a lot of the times you have to push and push and push and hit PBs, but it's not always about PBs. It's about helping not only yourself cross the line, but it can be about helping others to cross the line. And I don't know what it was. It just re-motivated me. And I, you know, I, I got up this morning and I felt really strong in the run. And it was crunch time because my last couple of long runs have been a bit iffy. So I knew that if I was going to have a bad run today, I'd be a little bit worried. And it, I just thought about those moments at the park run where you know, you're just running with this amazing community and it just, it got me through it and it was a really strong run. So 
first 10K at about 5.45 to 6-minute kilometer pace or about 9.5-minute mile pace. And then the last 16 kilometers, the last 10 miles, was at about 5.30-kilometer pace or about 8.50 to... 8.45 to 9-minute to mile pace. So it was a really great run. So that's my update for this week. And and special thanks to, to Nick for for offering that insight about Park Run and, and the volunteering and and helping people cross the line. Really, really awesome, really awesome thing to think about. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. It was a real pleasure to be able to bring the cast of Impulse forward and, and sort of make it now public that we're all working on this film and we're having an amazing time. We should have the teaser trailer dropped around May to mid-May, hopefully, and I'm really excited to bring that forward. But just keep in mind that no matter what it is that you're doing, whether it's career, fitness, or otherwise, you've got to stay positive, especially in those moments when things are not likely to move forward at that time. It doesn't matter because things will move forward. As long as you keep that positive mindset about you, things will move forward. As I've said before, even a tiny step forward is a step forward. And a kickback or a knockback is nothing more than a bump in the road. So make sure that you keep moving and stay positive in terms of the goals that you're setting for yourself. So that's going to conclude today's episode of the Breaking the Barrier podcast, where I hope to inspire you to go above and beyond what you ever thought possible. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll catch you next time.